Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. A very big welcome to Transform and Thrive. Today, I'd like to talk about what I consider is the most fundamental change we need to make for ourselves in order to thrive both individually and collectively. Let me explain. At the end of 2018, with the various existential crises we are facing in mind, I wrote the following. There is no other way to save our world but to rise up in love, to love and honour ourselves and others so much more than we do now. And in early 2019, I started writing a book entitled Thriving Immeasurably, the opportunity of all our human lifetimes. It is about a revolution or movement to raise our spiritual intelligence, build spiritual capital for individuals, organizations, communities, and the world, and save us from annihilation. Spiritual intelligence, or SQ, refers to the innate intelligence that lies within all of us, all living things. This higher intelligence operates and holds together everything that is in existence, not only on our planet, but in the entire universe, or even the entire multiverse, if indeed one exists. So, it's all around us as well, and particularly evident in nature, and also accessible from higher dimensions, where the frequencies are very high and there is no density as there is here on Earth. The Golden Globe key to mastery that I share with clients helps them to come into internal alignment powerfully and then into alignment with all that their heart and soul desire. It connects and aligns them with higher intelligence and raises their SQ. There are tremendous benefits from this at all levels, including the physical and material. Remember what I shared a couple of times in previous episodes about what the Zen master Thich Nhat Hanh wrote? That spirituality is not religion, but the path for us to generate happiness, understanding and love so that we can live deeply each moment of our life. To me, everything is spiritual in any case. Even what is obviously physical, emotional, intellectual, financial or relational is also spiritual, if we bring the spiritual into it. This simply means that we begin to regard life as sacred, being of the spirit 
we are the energetic that has come into form. And our physicality carries energy within us. It carries a soul and a life force, a universal energy that allows the soul to have a physical body that functions and vibrates in accordance with bodily systems that operate in accordance with universal systems that govern life on earth. So, if we look after our body well, for instance, we are honouring it as a temple or a sacred space in which our soul and this universal energy reside, all of which are governed by universal laws, including the law of gravity. If we don't look after our physical body, it means we are taking it for granted. It means we are not grateful for this gift and this life that we have, both of which we need to take responsibility for and the choices and decisions we make. We have a set of challenges or several to work with in our lifetimes so that we can grow beyond them and eventually come to realize who we really are much more than just our physical body, our mind, our human mind, and our human persona. We are also not merely helpless victims who are hard done by, or complete idiots for repeatedly making silly choices and the same mistakes either. We are simply meant to make increasingly better choices and decisions because we are also meant to love and honour ourselves more and more. We are meant to realise that we are worth loving and honouring, just because we were born and we were given this body for the immense sacredness of our soul and universal energy to reside in. Even the flower is sacred, so are the sun the moon and the stars, the wind and all bodies of water, and a whole lot more. The problem is not our being not sacred, because we all are. The problem is our not seeing that that's what we all are. What everything that lives and breathes is, including our planet. The problem is our not treating all sentient beings, including all human beings as such. And the reason we don't do this en masse, the world over, is because of the human mind and ego that are capable of only thinking and acting up to a certain level of consciousness. And we have come to value this way of interpreting life far more than something that is of a far higher level of consciousness, a far higher level of intelligence. Hence, even though I've been saying for many years now that we need a new model of human intelligence 
and that the way we operate our world is horrendously outmoded, I haven't exactly drawn a whole lot of attention to these messages. But it is a different time now. People are more willing to listen because we really must. We really must raise our individual and collective spiritual intelligence or SQ and let it be the foundation for our IQ and EQ. We desperately need to love and honor ourselves much more than we have ever done and do the same for others, knowing exactly when and how to draw and keep healthy boundaries and always doing so from a high level of consciousness and great compassion. Don't forget though, that saying no to others can be of great compassion. Do not allow the person or persons to continue behaving in dysfunctional ways and instead support them to rise up to being more of their greater self, their true self. But you yourself have to be coming from a higher level of consciousness and not fear or ego when you do that. The idea is to increasingly move into absolute alignment with this universal energy within and all around us and in harmony with all that exists. And it begins with us creating balance and harmony within ourselves. And then, naturally, with everything outside of ourselves. With our true nature and with all that is natural, as I talked about previously. Life on Earth is about our moving towards this ultimate outcome. And as we face many existential threats right now, we are also given the opportunity to be able to rise en masse towards being a very different race of people living on this planet. One of a much higher level of consciousness. This incredible process of mega transformation has to involve our level of consciousness being so massively raised that we go from being fear and ego-based to being love and soul-led. Currently, humanity definitely operates more from mind and ego than it does from heart and soul. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, it's not a sentimental human love that I'm speaking of, but a far more powerful force, which is in fact the creative power that is the source of everything in existence and which I refer to as invincible love, a love that cannot be vanquished. It is the essence of who we are and the core of all living things. We are in touch with it to varying degrees. Mostly, we fluctuate from sometimes operating from human love at best, to occasionally coming from this force that exists within us. 
But very often, we think, emote, and act from fear, lack, and limitation. Simply because that's how we have been wired. What it means is that we all carry seeds of fear, lack, and limitation, which are triggered and will spring forth and grow under certain circumstances. It also means that the underlying programs of scarcity we carry cause us to make decisions that will be different from those of abundance that we mostly do not carry. Or if we do, it's only to a certain extent. So yes, we do carry a whole lot of great density within us rather than great light. But that's how humans were meant to be. But now, we are being rewired and recalibrated big time to hold a whole lot more light. This means that we begin to vibrate at higher frequencies and think, emote, and act differently. We will literally feel lighter and happier because we are not burdened by the dense energies of heavier emotions, such as fear, worry, anxiety, frustration, anger, hurt, etc., and are uplifted by buoyant emotions of love and caring, thoughtfulness, joy, playfulness, freedom, and creativity. We will think in terms of solutions and abundance, exercise our capability to innovate and invent wonderful things of beauty and value to humanity and our world. We would therefore naturally act in cooperation and collaboration rather than criticism and competition, envy and opposition, we would be far kinder, genuinely so, and way more generous and accommodating without any agendas attached. More open and honest with each other as well. But this is a process of transformation that is not going to happen overnight. There are many people all over the world now who have a great desire to raise their spiritual quotient even higher than before. Many who have begun to consciously do so, and many more who will begin to do so soon. At this juncture, I'd like to remind everyone that this podcast is about helping as many people worldwide as possible, to transform and thrive, both individually and collectively. And the best way I know how to help you with that is to support you to access all the treasures within yourself and move towards intelligently creating what you truly want with everything within you that you already have but may not have fully accessed as yet, or even know that it's there in the first place. As well as take into consideration 
what is happening in our world right now. And this works for everyone across the board, across the world, of all ages and backgrounds, for all reasons. It also works for individuals as well as groups, teams and organizations. It's simply about helping you bring more of yourself, your greater self and others, and their greater selves to the table. If, for instance, there are more global challenges ahead, we all need to be fully equipped and able to do well, let alone thrive immeasurably, no matter what. We need to be strong, well and clear enough, strong and well at all levels, physically, emotionally, mentally, energetically or spiritually, and preferably financially and relationally too. And we need to have great wisdom, great clarity and the personal power to carry things out and not just wish and dream. Hence, we would all stand in good stead if we are accessing and utilizing much, much more of what or who we are than what we have already been utilizing for years. These are unprecedented times, and we certainly need more of ourselves to rise to the occasion. And what is the occasion really? Is it just a pandemic that we hope would end soon? What is ahead of us? Will there be another one? Will there be an economic crash because of the current one? Or will there be something else? What are the existential crises that we need to look at rather than ignore? Ignoring doesn't make us positive. It just means we are not seeing what is really there and accessing the greatest part of ourselves to do something about it. For starters, let me introduce you to a British scientist who is also a baron, an astronomer, an astrophysicist, Martin Rees, who is now 79 years old, was appointed Astronomer Royal in 1995. He is also a best-selling author of many books on astronomy and science intended for the lay public. Some years ago, he pointed out that humanity has reached a critical moment and that our world is unsettled and rapidly changing, and that we face existential risks over the next century. He says that various outcomes, good and bad, are possible, and that however our approach to the future is characterized by short-term thinking, polarizing debates, alarmist rhetoric, and pessimism. In his book, On the Future, he argues that humanity's prospects depends on our taking a very different approach for tomorrow. 
The overview of this book tells us that the future of humanity is bound to the future of science and hinges on how successfully we harness technological advances to address our challenges. He says, if we are to use science to solve our problems while avoiding its dystopian risks, we must think rationally, globally, collectively, and optimistically about the long term. Advances in biotechnology, cyber technology, robotics, and artificial intelligence, if pursued and applied wisely, could empower us to boost the developing and developed world and overcome the threats humanity faces on Earth, from climate change to nuclear war. At the same time, further advances in space science will allow humans to explore the solar system and beyond with robots and AI. But there is no plan B for Earth, no viable alternative within reach, if we do not care for our home planet. All this very, very much reflects my own thoughts and perspective. And in addition to the many books he's written, Rees has also given many public lectures and broadcasts. He has made good use of these various avenues for years to warn the world that human civilization faces existential risks that include rising carbon dioxide levels, nuclear war, an asteroid strike, rogue biotechnology, and artificial intelligence. In the presentation in May 2020, he also quoted Gandhi as having said, the world has enough for everyone's need, but not enough for everyone's greed. The thing is that we, if we know what great treasures we have within ourselves and make full use of them, we would not only not be inclined towards greed, which is based on a scarcity consciousness in any case. We would know how to have more than enough for ourselves. And furthermore, we would want to share our gifts and talents and our abundance, which we will have plenty of, with others or even the whole world. And the way will be paved for us if we don't hold ourselves back. Rees has also spoken of worrying most about the kinds of risks being induced by humans, either collectively on the climate or the environment, or individually with just a few people using powerful technology to cause a really catastrophic effect that cascades globally. What I find is that most people, however, worry only about what is immediately impacting them. Example, the impact the pandemic has on us in one way or another. And we generally continue to go about our merry way, dealing with life each day, 
bringing some fun and pleasures into our lives when we can. For many, we have enough on our plate as it were. The thing is, if we go about mindlessly contributing towards the demise of humanity and damage to our home planet, should we not care? Should we not care that we leave a depleted earth to our children and grandchildren and generations to come, if they can even still inhabit it? I would imagine that people bothering to listen to this podcast would either care enough or in fact really care, but perhaps are not quite sure of how we can change things. You may be even hugely infuriated with all that is happening and feeling helpless and frustrated at the same time. If so, the solution I see is our raising our own consciousness because the more we are aligned with higher intelligence, the more we will know what we are meant to do and when, and the how will come to us. In the next episode, I will share with you what I consider is one of the most important points, if not the most important point that Reese has made, and also share with you a little exercise that will help you love and honor yourself more, no matter where you are at with this right now. I find that we need to constantly reflect and honestly review what's really going on and doing so from a meditative state of higher consciousness helps elicit greater honesty, awareness and clarity. We often don't see what's under our very noses. Our mind and ego would trick us into thinking we are doing fine, but we are really not. And to sometimes see the naked truth can be quite devastating. But perhaps it's only then that we will support ourselves to make the necessary changes, both within ourselves and in our lives. Just remember to go easy then, rather than to do anything drastic. Be gentle with yourself. Do your best not to overreact, which would be both very possible and very understandable, but can create more problems than good. So easy does it, please. People can be rather sensitive and environments quite volatile at the moment. I'm sending you much love and a whole lot of tranquility and joy and wishing you endless possibilities of freedom and abundance and balance and harmony at all levels. This is Helen Lee on Transform and Thrive. Be sure to tune in into the next two episodes on loving and honoring yourself more and more each day. Bye for now.